Hey, wrestling nerds, you're about to sink your ear holes into a big old serving of the motherfucking IndyCast. For over eight years, the best of independent wrestling interviews, pop fucking culture, debates over topics like breakfast cereals and the Muppets, plus more innuendo than you can shake a goddamn stick at. So here is Maximus Chad Allen, Sticking Fucking Steamboat, Zach Romero, and occasionally Duchess Von Finger Bang, Luna Lynn, as they bring you the Fucking Indie Cats, exclusively on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Indie Cast. Uh, I am Zach Romero. Joining me here, as always, is one Chad Allen. Chad, say hello. Greetings, everybody. Uh, we are officially uh, putting our foot down here in regards to <laughs> the proclamation that one month is not nearly enough for Halloween, especially in the last, what, year and a half that we've had. Right. So we're basically just welcoming in the spooky evil season of the year um, basically half a month early. So Chad has put together a 32 character, uh, tournament of cinema's greatest villains. And so it is our job on this episode to whittle that list of 32 down to number one, the ultimate villain of all villains, but it number would one with be, number one with a bullet. <laughs> it would not be literally, it would not be a tournament episode of the indie cast. If we did not have our guests of guests. So Chad, please roll out the red carpet. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, introducing, uh, our good friend, uh, I got to guest host, guest host on his podcast not all that long ago either, so mm-hmm. I'm super excited to do that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, from Phil Singer Games, the tournament master himself, Todd Shell's back on the IndyCast. Todd, welcome back, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, so, I mean, you put you put the tournament bat signal out there, you know, I had to respond. <laughs> so. The tournament signal. What was the that? Look like? turned, I guess it's just like a light with brackets on it. Like I have brackets on it. Yeah, you just shine it up there. Yeah, no, no so, I'm going to respond for sure. Definitely. Brackets nice. and a couple of stick figures arguing. That's right. That's, so, yeah, yes, yes. So uh, here's what I put together. This is one of my my evil little inventions. I did find 32 uh, movie villains, movie villains only. Uh, I did not go into TV or anything like that. That's that's a tournament for another day, I'm sure. Uh, I have taken the 32 villains. I have put them. I've gone on to goodoldrandom.org and put it in the list uh, randomizer and uh, mixed it up three or four times just to make sure they are good and good and mixed, uh, and then put them into brackets. And here we are. Uh, I did officially call this the most evil villain tournament. So I guess for you guys, if you're uh, pondering how you're choosing your your winners uh, or losers, I guess, depending on how you look at it, uh, it would be between the two who is more evil. Um, And uh, I can tell you normally, since we have three of us on the show, uh, I will have you guys do your votes if there is a tie. Normally, I would do a tie break, but uh, I have decided against that. I do not want to be held responsible because I drew the tournament up. So for at least the first round as needed, uh, my uh, wonderful wife, Shelly, took the tournament uh, and I have her sheet in front of me. So I will use her answers to break the tie as needed. So a a uh, third ghost judge, if you will. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's a, but that's how we got it, and uh, we will start 
uh, I have a top bracket and bottom bracket here uh, because my printer was being a pain in the ass. So we're going to work on the top bracket to start, and we will start with uh, HAL 9000 from 2001 A Space Odyssey versus one of my favorites and one that I'm mad made it this far up uh, this quickly. But uh, this is kind of what almost got me started on this tournament. That would be Jenny from Forrest Gump. Uh, Zach, as you are our movie guru, I would oh I would dare say, uh, I'm going to let you take the first uh, first stab at this one. So here's the thing. Let me start with this. My my opening statement to the court here. Yeah. Uh, I love this matchup. This is this matchup is like what got me out of bed this morning. I'm like, <laughs> okay, Good. all right. We got we got ourselves, uh, you know, an uh, a sentient uh, computer in space that has grown evil as most sentient AI does. Right. Versus just a real bitch in a bite, Jenny from Forrest Gump. <laughs> and so thinking this over here, you know, in terms of characters that I like, I love HAL 9000. Like it's, it's been parodied in pop culture so many times, but that's because it has staying power. Um, right. Just, it really is that great, almost, I wouldn't say first example, but it's a really great example of the computer kind of realizing like, oh, hey, human beings are the problem here. Um so just really fantastic. Uh, love HAL 9000. But this is not a tournament about favorites. This is a tournament about who is more evil. And I have to give it to Jenny from Forrest Gump for being just a cold-hearted bitch and just leaving Forrest high and dry until, like, <laughs> literally the last, like, ten minutes of the movie. And that movie was too long to begin with. I couldn't stay awake the whole time to see what other mean shit she was doing. So Jenny wins my vote for most evil of evil people from film. Very nice. Well, at least in this show. case. At least in right. this case. Oh boy, yeah. When I saw this one on there, I had to laugh. You know, you know, Jenny. Uh, you know, <laughs> I was not expecting to see her on the list, but you know, thinking about it more, obviously, like she just screwed over for her so many times. You know, like really, really did, and you know. Uh, but then you have How Nine Thousand. Um, you know just kind of manipulating and just, you know, just uh, doing horrible things to people out in space. And, you know, I, I don't know how many people Jenny really killed, you know, except for maybe herself. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm going to give it to Hal just because, you know, he did, I mean, even though he's not really alive, I guess, but I, I'm going to give it to Hal. Okay, well, you're you guys are automatically making me go to the uh, to the ghost uh, the ghost sheet here. Uh, Shelly uh, on her sheet here uh, went with Zach Romero on that one. She definitely thought <laughs> Jenny was more evil. So Jenny <laughs> Jenny moves Jenny moves on from uh, from Forrest Gump here. Uh, next battle. This one's going to be a fun one, I think. But I think I know where it's going to go already. Uh, we have Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Uh, versus Alex Forrest from Fatal Attraction. Do I so I was going to say, that's Todd. Uh, Todd, now, Todd yeah. yes, your turn. Okay, okay, just want to make sure. Uh, I'll admit, I haven't watched either one of these in a long time. I was supposed to watch uh, Die Hard last year in our Christmas movie uh, marathon and didn't get to it there. Um, but overall, I mean, if I had to say who's most evil, who scared the crap out of me more, I'm giving it to Alex Forrest. I mean, yeah. Oh, I mean, she did cook the poor man's bunny. Uh, yeah. so. Just, just scary overall. I mean, yeah, maybe didn't kill as many people, but oh, just you know, oh, just ugh, freaky. Uh, Zach Romero. 
uh, we are an equal opportunity podcast here. And so, again, if we were going with favorites, if we were like, oh, villains you just love to hate, <laughs> then Hans Gruber would be it. Because, I mean, just an incredible performance, great lines, uh, a very weird uh, attempt at an American accent of that one scene. Just <laughs> really, really fantastic work. But uh, Alex Forrest, just, just Glenn Close with big hair, just killing an animal. It's just very, very freaky deaky. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it to uh, to Alex Forrest. Very okay. surprising. This did not go the way I thought it was. I thought Hans Gruber would run right through that one, but that's okay. Alex, uh, Alex Forrest moves on. Uh, next battle down. Uh, Tyler Durden, uh, obviously from Fight Club, taking on uh, Biff Tannen from Back to the Back to the Future trilogy. So. Or I guess the, the really, I guess the first two, because he's so, officially not in the third. Um, so here's here's the thing. We've got an anarchist, a cult-leading mm-hmm. anarchist, and we've got a, a would-be rapist. Let's be honest here. Right. Like, that's <laughs> yep. what we're dealing with here. Um Oh, back to future two, you know, I don't know if, how much of the would-be would be there. Yeah, I don't wait, I don't I don't know. I don't we're not gonna talk something. <laughs> about consent in back to the future trilogy but i have to say that uh between these two characters which one had a worse impact in pop culture and i would say it has to go to tyler durden because nobody saw back to the future and was like oh i'm biff tannen and decided to like build a personality around that and be an insufferable douche who misses the point of the fiction. Mm. And a lot of guys I knew in college definitely saw Tyler Durden and did that exact thing. Um, so Tyler Durden was more of a villain and a danger to society at large beyond the scope of just the film. So I'm giving it to Tyler Durden. Now, make like a tree and get out of here. There we Thank go. you for that. <laughs> Uh, you know, so originally going in, you know, I was, I was thinking, oh, you know, Biff Tannen, one of my favorite movie villains, just, yep. you know, just being a big old jerk and, you know, really screwing over everything, especially in, you got number two, you know, killing Marty's dad and all that, you know, to get where he wants. But kind of when we went back to the beginning, like, this is the most evil person there. I mean, in the end, I don't think Biff is... You know, I mean, he's he's gonna be a jerk, but I don't know if he's necessarily as evil as you know the the cult leader Tyler Durden. So yeah, I'll, I'll agree with Zach on this one and give it to Tyler. Now, okay. if there was a scene in Fight Club where Tyler Durden got covered in manure by the end, then I would say, okay, maybe it's 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 down the middle because manure is the great equalizer amongst villains. Or if Tyler, perchance, used to use the uh, the term butthead at any point, that's, that's not a true. bad one either. So. Or if at the end, uh, uh, if if Jack shot himself, but instead of killing Tyler Durden, we just saw Tyler Durden waxing Jack's car at the end. And being that's like, right. Well, it's ready for you. So uh, next one here, uh, the Wicked Witch of the West from the Wizard of Oz. Take it's a very this is a very adorable battle here. The Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz versus Lotso Bear from Toy Story Three. Precious. Oh boy, yeah, this is a good one. I like this one a lot. I mean, you know, Lotso Bear. They talk about someone just messing with people. 
uh yeah just a big ringleader of the whole uh of the whole daycare and oh man that guy just ugh. uh but then yeah wicked witch of the west um yeah i mean it, i mean that's just the epitome of old school evil right there right um I, i'm gonna give it to the wicked witch on this one I, i'm really interested okay. to see what, what zach has to say <laughs> I, I'm, I'm i'm ready for this this breakdown here all right so You've got Lotso Bear, which, if we're looking at Toy Story as a trilogy, the villain of the first one was, hey, what if there was, like, a kind of trashy kid who lived in a meth house who would, like, mess with toys? Like, that was our, like, the oh, the big villain. By the third movie, it's like, what if we had, like, just a gaslighting Hitler for toys. Like, what if that was a, a whimsical? What if that was the bad guy in this? Um, then contrast that with Wicked Witch, as you pointed out, a classic. Um, so many uh, villains uh, throughout movie history, I think, take elements from the Wicked Witch. Um, however, and I know we're talking about the Wizard of Oz specifically here. However. I would say if there's any villain that is the textbook example of the we're going to make them a tragic villain, I think it's the Wicked Witch. Because when Wicked came out on Broadway and as a book, it undid a lot of the classic villainy of the Wicked Witch. So now it's like it's like Loki from the Marvel Universe. Like in the first movie, you're like, oh, what a bastard he is. But now you're just like, I just, if everyone just took 10 minutes and hugged him, we'd all be in a better place. <laughs> and so I feel like the same thing happened to Wicked Witch. So I give it to um, the fuzzy devil, Lotso Bear. Okay. So that ties it. So yes, we have a tie here. So we, we have to go to Shelly's bracket then to, to break the tie officially. Um, and uh, Shelly uh, also, uh, once again, Went with Zach Romero. Lotso Bear does indeed move on. So, uh, so Lotso. I'm perfectly on... fine with that one. That yeah. Uh, <laughs> this moving... is my favorite tournament because Todd throws his opinion in and then he just sits back and goes, "All right, let's see what this mental patient has to say about these." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's a very interesting one, and I know one that uh, was was a bit of a hard decision for. Uh, I know Shelly told me she had a hard time on deciding this one. Uh, the Joker from the Dark Knight. Uh, versus uh, Anton Chergosh from No Country for Old Men. Uh, oh, is that me? That's I you. think it is yours. Yes, sir. Chad, I need you to remind us. I'm too busy creating my TED Talks here. I need okay. you to remind right. who's doing this. I will do. I will um, do this that. This is actually very easy for me because I'm an uncultured swine. So okay. I haven't seen No Country for Old Men. So it's joking. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same with me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well. <laughs> We That's okay. Busy. We were too busy watching Toy Story 3, baby. Right. right. Well, and, and I do highly recommend go watch No Country for Old Men. Wonderful movie. Uh, so, sadly, sadly, nobody got to so see that many, one other than so me. So many people are going to be mad at that one. So right. Many, we're going to be like, he gets a buy-in because these two dummies didn't watch an adult I mean, movie? Well, can you, be I too, mean, I, can you be too upset about the Joker? Like, right. The it's, not that, on, yeah, it's not like it Jenny could, got the buy. Right. It could be a lot worse, so... Right. Uh, who did Shelly end up taking in that? Uh, Shelly actually did end up taking. You blew her bracket up on that one. She definitely did take Anton from uh, from No Country for Old Men. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> she, yeah, Shelly just walked in real quickly. She goes, "If you saw it, you would understand." So you'll have to, you'll have to watch it later uh, and report back to us. Um, well, here, when I see that bracket, all I have to ask is, "Why so serious?" That's true. Uh, <laughs> Todd, here's yours, and this is a fun one. I'll give you a Disney one on top. Uh, Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty, uh, taking on, taking on. This shouldn't be. This is a, a valid comparison. John Doe from Seven. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, what's in the box? Um, good, good. Um, so Maleficent, you know, obviously, I think probably of the Disney villains, always kind of gets put up the like towards the top of like a lot of the evil villain creatures. I think just you know, at least amongst the classic ones, always seems to be you know one of the top ones there. Uh, you know, I you know again might be another tragic story in some way shape or form in in, in there that you know maybe you know she was kind of outcast and you know maybe not necessarily the best way but you know how she went about getting revenge not quite the nicest um john doe though um guy's an absolute psychopath um and just did horrible things to people he didn't know just to you know just to, to do it. So I'm leaning towards John Doe in this one, just for being just, just pure evil more so than just trying to get revenge. I would say the only thing tragic about Maleficent is those live action movies. No, oh, this is very that. true. I hate those movies. Uh, Zach Romero, thoughts on Maleficent versus John Doe? So here's the thing. This is one of the picks that I have a real problem with, Chad. Okay. Um, it's a little difficult to separate art from artist. Right. And so John Doe, I really don't feel like putting him over because like, yikes, uh, not great. Right. You're going to have However, a problem in uh, two picks from now too, I think. I know I got, I have to talk to somebody's manager here. Whoever wrote <laughs> up this list, I have to speak to their manager. Uh, well, the, but, the, I, I am the manager on duty today, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> you had that a little too ready to go. You had that <laughs> for um, but I do agree that Maleficent has been like girl bossed to death. Right. So if all things being equal, I would give it to John Doe because that is a really genuinely scary performance and, and super duper evil. Uh, like it reminds me of like Michael Myers from from the Halloween movies, Evil. Just that he's just evil, just to be evil. But I'm not super thrilled that we're like, hey, this actor who is not a good dude, like we're he's moving forward, baby. Like that feels very weird. But I do think Maleficent uh, sucks eggs. So I guess I'm going with John Doe very reluctantly. I'm going with with John Doe, and I'm gonna cut my thumbprints off afterwards so hold your hold your nose while and hold your nose while doing it too apparently so well john doe advances then uh next round from here uh hans landa from inglorious bastards versus uh president snow from hunger games zach this one is yours chad this one was super easy um hans landa is so just unbelievably evil just the 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 scene when he is talking with uh shoshana and they're like waiting for the dessert and like 
the whole time. Like her butthole's tight. You're watching it. Your butthole's tight. Like that it's, and he's just like, la la la. Like he's just being uh, charming and, 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 and charismatic. And the whole time you're just like gripping it. I've seen like murders in films that were less tense than just him being like, Oh, but you have to wait for the dessert. Like, that's just, that is what you strive for as a villain. Um, Christoph Waltz completely <laughs> blew President Snowblow out of the water from Hunger Games. This was the <laughs> easiest one on this list for me. Well, let's let's see if Todd agrees with you though. That could this could make this interesting. Todd, what are your thoughts on this battle? Well, I originally was going to go with uh, President Snow uh, because uh, I have not seen Inglorious Bastards. I know again another one for my list. Um, sure fine. But I mean, I didn't feel strongly about him. I'm like, yeah, I mean, he's kind of a jerk for setting up all these you know kids to kill each other for their amusement. I mean, that's kind of you know kind of. Not not great, uh, but then I did look up uh, you know Hans Landa just to see, and I see the uh, the the common alias that keeps on showing up here is the Jew Hunter. I'm it's like, true. you know that that that's not good. So you know I'm I'm going to go ahead with uh, just giving it uh, to Hans Landa here. Even Give it to Landa. Oh, that's that's my favorite. That's my favorite review of the Glorious Masters is uh, didn't watch it, but hey, not a big fan of anyone called the Jew Hunter. <laughs> right. uh, I would like to state for the record, this is one I I also know that. Uh, Shelly had an issue with. Uh, she actually picked President Snow, so I'm actually kind of glad because I completely disagreed with her choice there, and I did not want. I did not. Not that President Snow wasn't a bad character, but Hans Landa is just, it, to me at least, one of the most evil villains that's been drawn that's been come out in quite a while. And you're absolutely right, Christopher Walson. That is absolutely just absolutely amazing in that. Um, uh, next one, uh, last one of the first round of this, um, top bracket. We're actually going right through this one. Um, Kaiser Soze from the usual suspects, uh, versus Agatha Trunchbull from Matilda. Once again, another fun mix up on this one here. Todd, this one's all yours. Um, you know, so, I mean, I know we have the whole artist, uh, you know, art, uh, discussion here, but, uh, so, you know, Kaiser Soze, I've, I've definitely seen that one more than Matilda, but uh, I mean, evil, I mean, yeah, I guess, but I mean, just kind of more trying to trick people. I wouldn't say necessarily, you know, evil character versus uh, Agatha Trunchbull just is just, just mean and awful to kids. So I'll, I'm going to give it to Agatha. Very nice. Okay. Well, Zach, what are your thoughts on this battle here? Uh, well, I already made exception for uh, this actor once. I'm not doing it again. So <laughs> okay. it's absolutely uh, Miss Trunchbull, without a doubt. You know, all right. You make a kid eat a cake like that, like then whipping girls by their pigtails. Like this is a monster on film. So absolutely. Very nice. Okay. Well, I'm going to move back to the top of the bracket then from here in the next round. Uh, Zach, this one will be yours. Uh, Jenny from Forrest Gump, uh, taking a, a part of our women's division, apparently taking out Alex Forrest from a fatal attraction. Uh, well, gentlemen, I think the bigger question here is how evil do we consider AIDS? That's really the, <laughs> that's the, that's the wow. kicker here. Wow. There's the tagline for this show, right? <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? She doesn't have that. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that's we all are. We can all join hands and be in agreement that Jenny, Jenny definitely had AIDS. I think Thank that's you. Just, okay. 
So how evil is that? That's my question. <laughs> I, I think age is pretty darn evil. I don't know if we have a disagreement on that one there. And but... I'm giving it to Jenny. And that's <laughs> the answer. Well, Todd, how evil do you think age is, apparently, is the question <laughs> for you. Hey, that's a, new, that's a new final question for every episode now. How evil is uh, age? <laughs> uh, um, uh, wrestling champion Muscles Galacticus. Um, <laughs> how evil is age, in your opinion? You know what the funny part is, Zach? I have Muscle Galactus's card from my Phil Singer Games oh, Champion to the Galaxy. So, ah, I believe twenty. I believe twenty eighty six. He's a uh, he's a he's a gladiator. Um, and if he's not, he should be because that he does something. Yes, yeah, character. So either that or new part of the uh, uh, Devastation Corporation. Then he should uh, definitely you know, be another part of Devastation brings that back, You know. So, what God? They should too. What a great team that was. I don't oh, care yeah. what anybody says. Anyway, so so. What are, what are your thoughts on this one, Don? Uh, I mean, AIDS is bad. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm, still, like, I'm, not, I'm not sure how evil she is versus, you know, Alex Forrest I know is evil, so I'm going to give it to Alex. Okay, okay. Uh, I will say that uh, now Shelly did not advance Alex, uh, but did advance Jenny, so uh, I'm going to use that as their tie break and say that Jenny would Jenny would move on. Because I'm pretty sure she would say Jenny would move on anyway. Okay. Uh, so very interesting. Um, next one here, uh, Tyler Durden of Fight Club and Lotso Bear from <laughs> Toy Story Three. Ponder that battle for a second, and uh, Todd, I believe That's this me. one is yep. yours. Uh, so um, to Tyler. Now, remind me a little bit here with, with it. It's been a while since I've seen the movie, and I know like he doesn't necessarily know everything that's always going on, like what's reality and what's not. Is that kind of like part of it, or is he really knowing he's doing all this? Uh, like, I think Jack, like obviously the other side of him, Jack doesn't always know what's going on. I right, think right. Tyler, for the most part, always does. Tyler does um, and stuff like that. Okay. Um, versus... You know, lots of bear. I mean, he knows what the hell's going on. He knows what what the hell he's doing. Um, yeah, he got screwed over by a girl a long time ago. It doesn't mean he can like gaslight all these other toys. I mean, that just doesn't <laughs> seem right. Uh, I, yeah, I'm gonna give it to Lotso. Okay, Sacramento. Who who do you? Well, let's, let, let's be honest here, fellas. These are basically the same character. Yeah, I, I was very close. I was right? trying to think of that myself, to be honest with you. <laughs> very, very close. Um, um, I don't know. I I feel like uh, for as problematic and as diabolical as Tyler Durden may be, there is an element of. I, I don't know. He's trying to get rid of debt and things like that and, and reset the world and anarchy is not inherently evil. So I, I re- go back to my previous argument that uh, Lotso Bear may in fact just be the fuzzy devil. So I'm just going to give it to Lotso Bear. Okay. Lotso moves on. Uh, Zach Romero, here, here's a fun one for you. Uh, the Joker versus John Doe. Easy piece of lemon squeezy. I'm going to go with the Joker. Okay. Um, and I'm even going all variations of the Joker on this. Like, I okay. know specifically you put Dark Knight, but I'll take Cesar Romero as well. Like, you can, he, anyone who paints over their own mustache is a different level. <laughs> so I'm going to give it to the Joker. 
Yeah, we Todd, don't have to go to too much uh, too much discussion on the Joker. I mean, I guess we'll save some of that for later on. Yeah, he's moving on. Joker's okay. Moving on. I, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that Todd's disappointed when I don't ramble for ten minutes. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, it's just it's, that's it. You just picked them. And that's it." But some of them are easy, and I, you'll you'll save that for later on. You're saving all your good material for <laughs> yeah. later on when you need it. I Todd, know. I know. Todd's been there, to a, a few of these tournaments. <laughs> there's still there's there's still a whole other bracket here. Don't worry, we've got yep. some fun ones to go here. Uh, next one, Hans Landa versus Agatha Trunchbull. I love that battle. That's that's so stupid. Uh, Todd, what's your choice on this one? Uh, wow. Um, I I got I gotta go with the Jew Hunter, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's still carrying it for me for now. All right. Well. Zach Romero, what's your, what's your thoughts on this battle? For as much as Agatha is a nightmare, especially when you're a child, um, uh, Christoph Waltz is, is such a good bad guy in that movie that he's basically been able to coast the rest of his career based off that mm-hmm. performance. Like, all the other times he shows up in movies, there's sort of an underlying suggestion of, like, remember when he was a Jew on Earth? scary. Do you carry over some of that scared goodwill over here? So I'm going to give it to Hans. Okay. Uh, well, then we move over back to the other side here. Uh, semi semifinals here. Uh, Jenny from Forrest Gump versus versus Lotso Bear. That's a Uzak, and it is indeed Uzak. Oh, jeez. Um, never thought evil. never thought it's... anything involving Jenny from Forrest Gump would be this difficult of a decision, I, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. How bad? Which is worse, age or fluffy, <laughs> fluffy Hitler? Which is... <laughs> that's what this that's what this tournament was made for. That right there, that kind of questioning. Um. Okay, 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 okay. So okay, okay, Joe Pesci from uh, okay. So Jenny, a bitch, but did give. Forest, a son. So, thanks for not being a dick on the way out. <laughs> okay. Lots of bears, asshole to the end. Like he's just strapped to the front of a, a truck where he's just going to be in toy purgatory forever, I guess. Pretty much. Do toys die? Yep. I don't, do we ever explore that? Do toys die of old age? Hmm. Am I, I am I ruining Toy Story? <laughs> Did I make Toy Story sad? Uh, I never it, thought of that. Dang. <laughs> I mean, none of them have died yet that we've seen. Like, I guess there's a tease of it with the like the compactor, you know, fire right, like I, I, scenario. I, I, I understand that, that they can be destroyed, but do they right. die of old age? Like, does a kid run into a room and all the toys, or does a kid leave the room and all the toys? come to life except for one because he's old like i mean i guess would the answer be no because don't we figure out that woody's like probably from like the 50s the, yeah. the, like the 50s so okay so toys don't die so then right so bear is just gonna be in truck hell uh maximum overdrive forever so eternity uh, yeah yeah to hell with him i'm gonna go with lotso bear because lotso bear okay. didn't give woody a child on the way out so okay he didn't since since lotso bear didn't impregnate woody 
Good. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> Don't Todd, question I, my logic. I, I can't you. wait. I cannot wait to hear what your thought is on this one after that. Uh, uh, I, I don't think I can follow that up, to be quite honest. <laughs> I mean, I'm, st- I'm still the whole time. I mean, I've been voting against Jenny each time. I'm like, yeah, I know she's been, you know, kind of, you know, kind of screwed him over a bunch of times. Maybe spread some aids around i don't know what's going on there <laughs> i don't know but i i'm just gonna just if you just just the whole thing here is like who's the e- most evil character i mean lots of bears are the most evil characters it's gotta be lots lots of moves on uh final on this one here todd i believe this one is yours uh the joker versus hans landa um so yeah obviously hans we've you know we've we've explored a lot of that and uh you know what he's hunting and um <laughs> joker joker you know is i mean his whole essence is just kind of being evil and just like causing i mean i guess a little bit, a little bit along the lines of uh of an anarchist himself i guess maybe he isn't as evil now that i'm thinking of it his, his main thing is to cause anarchy it's not necessarily super evil intention just to kind of be his own kind of have fun on his own oh i'm kind of talking myself i was gonna go joker here um with this but now i'm almost rethinking it uh i'm gonna completely rethink it i'm gonna go hans landa on this thing. i'm gonna love the fact that todd has voted for a character in a movie he's never seen I've never seen it, it. Well, i'm talking myself I, out of these things yeah i love it uh zach what is your choice on the, by the way is it well no i'll say this after your choice uh what's your pick between joker and hans landa now here's the thing that's interesting is as Todd was talking up Joker, I was kind of buying into it because I'm like, yeah, it is a lot of chaos, you know, and especially in the Dark Knight, you know, uh, Heath Ledger claims to be an agent of chaos. But then I'm thinking like the killing joke and the Joker just puts Barbara Gordon in a wheelchair just forever, just because and like for the lulls basically and just just all the weird stories and ideas that that have gone with the joker um so todd was actually kind of talking me into the joker a little bit um but then there's jared leto joker and he sucks so i'm gonna go with hans landa okay Hans Landa moves out. Uh, what I was going to say and stop myself because I didn't want it to influence any of the choices here. It would be much more interesting if we had Joker, especially Heath Ledger's version, going up against Tyler Durden. I think yeah, that would have that, been a very that's interesting kind of battle. That's a good matchup um, there, yeah. But uh, no, our so our final for the top bracket here, uh, Lotso Bear versus Hans Landa. Wow. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to begin on that one. Uh, I don't even know whose turn this was either now. Um, uh, I guess it should be Zach's turn. Zach, go ahead. So, Lotso Bear or Hans Landa, sir? Oh, we're, I didn't know we were doing the finale here. Jesus. So this, um, is the, this is the first half. It's the top, the or, top or, bracket. Or, or we can save this for the final four. Yeah. Yeah, let's save it for I the can... final four just because I okay. want to come back to this. Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's pause. So that's going to be our, our battle for the end of that that one from there. Our final four. Uh, top of the final four there is going to be Lotso versus uh, Hans Landa up there. Uh, how are we doing on time? Let's say we're about the halfway point, so we're actually I chugging would... along. Okay. So uh, so then starting up the next bracket. Uh, oh, I can't. Hold on one second. On here. Uh, someone may have to read this off to me. My printer failed. Oh, actually, you know what? Hold on. I will just go to... 
I will go to this copy because I can see who she is. So Alex DeLarge uh, from A Clockwork Orange versus Annie Wilkes from Misery. Uh, I am really lost on whose turn it is now. So, uh, Todd, I'm going to let you go first. I'll go first on this half of the bracket. That sounds good. Um, so, yeah, uh, again, it's been a long time since I've seen Clockwork Orange. It was yeah, probably college uh, years, and uh, lots of brain cells have gone away since then. So I'm trying to remember. I know basically kind of a evil guy there. I know he had to sit in the chair with his eyes propped open to try to rehabilitate himself. Uh, you know, overall, you know, just – shows up a lot in pop culture a lot of that the the images from there but the evilness from from there doesn't really hasn't really resonated long term with me uh versus any wokes or misery i mean that's just a thing of nightmares right there you know just a woman who kind of traps you in the house and you know breaks your legs when you try to do something and just kind of plays mind games with you uh so to me just the the evilness that has kind of stuck with me over the years from two movies i've seen around the same time in my life i'm going to give it to annie wilkes there we go zach what you thought on well annie wilkes this goes back to uh what we started this whole thing with which is us really focusing on who is more evil versus who is a favorite because um Love, love to hate Alex from Clockwork Orange. Just Malcolm McDowell, super incredible performance. Um, just being a real bastard and uh, almost being rehabilitated and then not being rehabilitated and just just evil. Um, but lovable and sort of like, because he's got the charisma and he's charming and blah, blah, blah. Whereas, you know, Annie Wilkes from Misery, just clubbing a man's ankles. Like, come on now. That is just, that's pure evil. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna give it to, uh, I'm giving it to misery. And he will moves on. Good choice. Uh, next one, and one of the other reasons that this, uh, this tournament started, uh, Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory versus Darth Vader from Star Wars. Uh, Zach, I feel like I, I sent a TED talk coming on this one, and I'm not <laughs> sure why. So, go so ahead. up there. Up there with Jenny from Forrest Gump, we have Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka. Now, the movie likes to paint Grandpa Joe as like, oh, you know, he's just an old feeble man and Charlie's got to take care of the whole family. Um, <laughs> Literally perfect. I literally just Googled how long did Grandpa Joe stay in bed? And the first thing that pops up was Grandpa Joe laid in bed for 20 years while his daughter and grandson worked their asses off to support him. As soon as he gets <laughs> to go to a chocolate factory, he literally dances out the door. <laughs> yep, what a bastard. What a bastard. Darth Vader, on the other hand, I feel like he's kind of been girl-bossed a little bit. We got too okay. much of backstory. He's sad. He doesn't like sand. It gets everywhere. He loses his girlfriend by accidentally force choking her. We've all been there, fellas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to Grandpa Joe. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Todd, what are, what are your thoughts on this one? I, I, I can't imagine like uh, being in the 80s and thinking this was like a, a, a debate. 
that would be happening <laughs> you know, in my life who is more evil and it really being a debate um I, yeah i i get the tragic backstory of darth vader um i get that grandpa joe just was a lazy piece of crap and but you know i i i don't i don't give him that much evil i think darth vader uh i'm gonna give him this one here just i mean he did a lot of bad shit over the years come on you gotta give it to darth vader uh so we are going to the tournament bracket for shelly to uh, break the tie she gave it to uh darth vader she agreed with todd on that one however i i uh I had a, uh, me and her had a big conversation about this while she was doing this, uh, and I was trying to sell about how uh, Grandpa Joe was just, uh, like you said, an asshole who danced right out the door when he got to go to a chocolate factory. <laughs> Meanwhile, Darth Vader at least, like, tried to, re- like, re- you know, reclaim his, you know, his good side in the end of it. So it's like, well, good, he was good. She's like, he bl- he b- it was part of blowing up a fucking planet. I'm like, okay, yeah. well. He I did also he kill a bunch of kids. He did also yeah, like, did, lightsaber did. a bunch yes. of younglings. That's also a bit of a thing, too. You're not wrong. But then again, Grandpa Joe rubbed his ass on the ceiling where fizzy lifting <laughs> drink was, and now it's got to be de- it's got to be sanitized and clean. What a dick! <laughs> uh, next round, uh, Thanos from the Avengers series taking on Nurse Ratchet from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, Todd, this one is yours. Well, the obvious one here is you, you think Thanos has got to be like the most you know evil guy in the world, you know, or, or in the universe. Like he wiped out half the people, uh, but. Was he really that evil? You know, like he's tr- at least you know he's trying to do good, right? Versus Nurse Ratchet, I mean, she's just pure evil. I mean, that's a, so much you know the, the the epitome of like the evil nurse that you know was been in pop culture for years was created here. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna give it to Nurse Ratchet. Wow. All right. Well, Zach Romero, I'm, v- I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on this one. I actually agree with Todd. Um, I don't want to sound like, you know, I don't want to sound like an incel and be like, well, was Thanos really wrong? Are there too many people on this planet? But he was just being logical from his point of view. Again, Mm -hmm. it's the problem when you come up with these tragic villains. Like, yes, they're more compelling, I guess. But then you're running into situations like this where, like, I don't really consider Thanos to be 100% evil. Whereas you jump over to One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, and Jack Nicholson had it right from the start. Like, she's just Queen Mega Bitch. Like, there's just no way around it. Like, she's mm-hmm. evil and enjoys being evil. Enjoys being evil, yeah. Knows she's and, evil, enjoys being evil. Thanos doesn't you know, think he's evil. <laughs> and even we jumped into, we made a TV show with, uh, uh, what's her face from American Horror Story to play her, and nobody cared. Everyone was like, nah, still evil, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit, like, if she saw a sad puppy once, and that's why she's, me- don't care, still evil. So I sorry Thanos, you're getting snapped, buddy. You gotta get out of here. Very surprised on that one, but Nurse Ratchet moves on. Uh next one here. Uh the Kurgan from Highlander taking on Bruce the Shark from Jaws. Zach, this one starts with you, and you may or may not have uh ink done uh that, that reflects hey, Bruce. Hey, hey, so hey I'll be now. very interested to have <laughs> hey, your parents know now. We can talk about it. That's true. Um uh, so so interesting, you threw this through a randomizer three different times, and yet we basically have the same two characters matched up again. Uh, right. The Kurrigan and Bruce the Shark from Jaws are basically the same character. Um, the Highlander is 
is such a cult classic and i can't even say cult classic it had like a thousand sequels and like tv shows and spinoffs and stuff like that but if you watch that movie again the entire like 15 minute sword fight at the end in like the factory damp area there's so many wires and strings just all over the place you're like hey do we even try did we even try um but it'd be that as it may um uh, see here's the thing Bruce the shark is just a shark theoretically right but the movie and especially the sequels definitely portray like no this is a thinking evil shark this is a shark right. that has a vendetta against you know a particular family from New England like the the shark is evil um god that's a tough choice well it's actually different I know at least the third one is a different shark True. First and second, I think they're they're different sharks, right? But all related in some way. I want to get revenge. I apologize that uh, that Thomas is correcting me here. That not all sharks look the same. I apologize. You're sharkish. My, I'm very sharkish. Sharkish. Um. Now I'm all thrown off because I was going with the whole, like the shark is evil and always has been evil. Um. I can't say I can't. I can't vote for Clancy Brown. I got to go Bruce the Shark from Jaws. Really? Okay. Uh, so. I, I mean, I don't feel really strong about you know, Kurgan, but I'm going to give it to him because it's, it's a shark. I mean, come on. I usually have a shark in me. Come on. I guess my biggest question is, what's your issue with Clancy Brown? No, I love Clancy Brown. I can't vote him oh, okay. forward to be the, the devil of all devils. He's Clancy Brown. Uh, He's Mr. Well. Krabs. I think whoever's well, winning this is probably losing next round anyway, but uh, uh well know. the good interestingly enough, the Kurgan does indeed advance. Uh so Kurgan Kurgan moves on, on that one thanks to the tie break. So wow, okay. uh next one from here, uh Scar from The Lion King taking on uh Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs. Uh Todd, you get first you get first stab at this one. <sighs> Maybe this one a, a this nice one's the next one. Yeah, <laughs> this one and the next one gave me it was the hardest decisions for me. Um, okay. Jeez. All right. So Scar, you have the evil, jealous lion who kills his brother, tries to, you know, mess messes with his nephew's head to say to make him think that he was responsible, and basically gets him out you know ousted from the society there you know and then messes everything up and then you have Hannibal Lecter who basically eats people um and yeah uh jeez I I I, this is really tough. I'm going to give it to Scar in this one, even though Hannibal Lecter okay. seems like the obvious one, but I'm going to give it to Scar. Just, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm really torn. Very interesting. Zach, which way are you going with this one? So I'm, I'm stretching the boundaries again here. Um, obviously uh, we're going with Hannibal Lecter from Sons of the Lambs uh, specifically, but there was also the show Hannibal and there's mm -hmm. been sequels and things like that. And again, they kind of gave him, I don't know, not, not not so much tragic backstory, but they humanized him a little bit more. And, and right. uh, when um, uh, Mads Mikkelsen played him and all that stuff, whereas Scar, there's no redeeming Scar. Scar, no. Scar killed his brother, no. gaslit his nephew, mm -hmm. uh, 
took Pride Rock and drove it right into hell. Um, literally had the one of the only Disney Nazi songs, like when the goddamn hyenas are like marching. Like that is genuinely some Hitler shit. So, uh, oh boy, oh boy, but to be prepared slaps though. I mean, it, you no, gotta be honest. It's a jam. Don't get me wrong. But also, if you flip on the original copy, the original diamond copy of The Lion King on VHS, if you flip it over, Gene Shalit says, hey, during that one musical, that was some real Nazi shit. That's some real Nazi shit. So I'm going to give it to Scar. Okay. Scar moves on. Very interesting. Uh, next one here, Zach. This one is yours. Mama Fratelli from Goonies taking on Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter. So here's the ish. This is just unfortunate bracket building for, for mm -hmm. Mama Fratelli because the Goonies is great. Uh, I just found out that there was a bunch of like cut scenes from the Goonies that I didn't know about, including like a giant octopus fight with the kids. That sounds awesome. Wow. Um, Mama Fratelli, stone cold bitch, but they don't make them any stoner or colder than Dolores Umbridge. Like the only, the only redeeming thing that JK Rowling has created that cannot be undone is to make someone who can out devil the devil. And that is Dolores Umbridge. There you go. So I'm giving it to Dolores. Todd, yeah. where's your vote go? Uh, yeah, this this is tough because I could have seen these two both make it pretty far. I yeah. mean, bo both are responsible for causing you know you know irreparable uh tra you know tra trauma on children, um and uh, but I, I I'll agree with Zach and give it to Dolores. I mean, th th this is I think the only one you know while, while you have uh, you know Voldemort who's definitely you know super super evil. Like you know, there that I don't think anybody could possibly like Dolores Umbridge, even in like a, a, a cool villain. Just oh, just absolutely disgusting, and uh, and just pink everywhere. You don't want that. Yeah, uh, Dolores Umbridge, uh, not surprisingly, moves on on that no. one. Yeah, I agree. That's sadly the randomizer did uh, really screw over uh, Mama Fratelli on that one. Yeah. Um, Next round, and Todd, this one is yours. Detective uh, Alonzo Harris from Judgment Day taking on Norman Bates from Psycho. So if I may make a correction, yes. uh, I believe Alonzo Harris is from Training Day, not Judgment Day. Oh, training, you know, you are a thousand percent correct. I did write that one down wrong. It is Training Because I was confused as hell when I was Googling that, and then I found it out. I was like, oh, King Kong ain't got shit on him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my bad. You're 100% right. Training Day. I did type Judgment Day for some reason. You were thinking about the T-1000 from uh, T-2. Exactly. That's right. So, which I'm, well, we'll talk about who I should have had on this list when we get done. Oh, um, yeah, I got to get some names together for that. Um, yeah, let's just dunk on chat at the end. Perfect. <laughs> that's fun. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to make it easy. I'm going to give it to, uh, you know, to cl classic villain here. I'll give it to Norman Bates. Zach Romero. Uh, yeah, no, I gotta give it to Norman Bates. Even, right. um, uh, uh, is it Psycho 2? I think Psycho 2 is actually pretty decent, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, no, Psycho is absolutely defined. It, it reminds me almost of, like, if you ever see original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and you mm -hmm. kind of put your mind, you set your mind palace back to when that movie came out, and it looks like a snuff film almost, and you're like, oh, and, no, and there's no, like, actors that you recognize in it, so you're like, oh, my God, this could be real life. Um, I feel like the original portrayal of Norman Bates fits that same kind of thing. Like, unfortunately for that 
poor man. Like he was pigeonholed. He had a very difficult career after that. But when you see Norman Bates the first time in that movie, you're like, this guy is really this guy. They just right. found a guy. He's not an actor. They just found this guy. And this is his real life. So I got to give it to Norman Bates. Very nice. Norman moves on uh, to take on the winner of Agent Smith from The Matrix versus Calvin Candy from Django Unchained. Uh, Zach, this one is yours. This is a really good one, too. Um, I got to say, I'm, I'm, both of these are good villains, but Agent Smith doesn't really super start crazy villainous. He's just sort of... He's just sort of cold because he's just a computer virus and, you know, it's just kind of, I don't know, just kind of being weird and cold and whatever. And then by the last movie, he's like, you know, just ridiculous, like just screaming and there's an army of him and they're making a giant agent. It's just like, okay, we jump the shark. Um, but Hugo Weaving's performance in the first one is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, Leo DiCaprio and Django is on another level. Uh, Calvin Candy. And it helps that, like, it's already not a great situation. Right. Like, like if it was like, oh, but Leo, we need you to play a very likable slave owner. It would be like, oh, that's really tough. (laughs) Like, what's it be like? No, you're a slave owner. And also, you're an asshole. It's like, okay, well, that's that's a nice. You're setting me up there for a good alley-oop. Um. Whereas with Agent Smith, it's like, okay, you have to portray evil and villainy, but not be, like, super-duper emotional. And that's a little trickier. Um, but that being said, I think I got to give it to Calvin Candy. Just okay. when he, when he like, s- smashed the thing and he cuts his hand for real and he's still acting, I was like, this is terrifying. He's a scary man. Or when, uh, 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 um, when Christoph Waltz is trying to leave at the end and he's like, Oh no, Christoph Waltz, you gotta shake my hand. And he's like, You really want me to shake your hand? And Leonardo DiCaprio goes, I insist. I was like, that is what the devil looks like, actually. That is just that's on record. That is what the devil looks like. So I'm giving it to Leonardo DiCaprio and Django Unchained. Now, Todd, have you actually seen this movie? Uh no, but I'm definitely giving it to Calvin Candy as well. <laughs> okay. Uh, if, if if nothing been for the 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 the, the wonderful memes that he has uh, given true. to us over the years, you know. Now, Todd, let me ask you this. Now I'm interested because this is how toy. What what Quentin Tarantino movies have you seen? Uh, I've seen. Um, I saw the early, all the early ones though. Um, I, I, I was seen really, really hoping Todd was going to answer with. Who's Quentin Tarantino? That's yeah, right. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have seen Pulp Fiction. I have seen um, uh, what was the the other one? Uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I've seen, yeah, obviously Reservoir Dogs. Uh, hold on, let's see. What I'm gonna go through because I was actually looking at this actually the other day. I'm like, yeah, I haven't seen as many as I I haven't seen many of his movies there. Uh, let's see here. Let me go back in the thing here. That uh, I have. I've seen The Kill Bills. Um, I have seen True Romance, Pulp Fiction, Natural Born Killers. He wrote and didn't direct that. Let's see. Dust Till Dawn, I know he's involved with. I'm just going through IMDb here. Jackie Brown, I did see that as well. So I saw like everything up to kind of like Kill Bill, but I okay. haven't seen anything since. 
Okay. Well, we'll have to you, you, you have homework now. I, uh, I, I definitely do. Yes, I've been looking for some some things to watch. So yes. Yeah, these little uh, unknown these little unknown films called Inglorious Bastards and Django Unchained. Django Unchained, right? Um, they made they were real. You missed it. You blink and you missed them. I I, just, I was saying to my you know, my my friend the other day, like you know, uh, there's we were talking about uh, Will Ferrell movies, and there's like so many there that I haven't seen. Cause just between between I'd say like 2002 and like 2012, I rarely saw movies. So there's so many you know gaps I have in, in that that time period. I'm glad that the two are, oh, yeah, I've missed a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies. And, oh, yeah, I missed a lot of Will Ferrell movies. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, back up to the top here, uh, Annie Wilkes from Misery Taking on Darth Vader from Star Wars. Uh, I'll go first on this one. Go yeah. ahead, Todd, take it. All right, I will go, you know, we'll kind of go back with the, you know, Darth Vader. Yeah, evil, maybe tragic you know, character in some way there versus, you know, Annie just, you know, just the the evilness of her is just kind of carried with me over the years since seeing that movie. So I'm, I'm going to lean towards Annie on this one. Just, okay. Yep. Now, interestingly enough, um, I was sort of doing the reverse. Um, mm. I was sort of ignoring the, the bullshit that's come after the fact for Darth Vader and kind of just no! thinking about the original. Yeah, I'm ignoring all that. And just thinking about in terms of, okay, I'm watching original Star Wars and, you yeah. know, this bad motherfucker comes up on the screen and scares the hell out of everybody versus like, okay, so yes, there's some, there's some ankle clubbing and some threats and scariness, but also she's just a fan. She's just a super fan. So it's not like, you know, it's not like she's Ed Gein. Like she's just very passionate about Stephen King's writings, basically. And, uh, you know, kind of gets carried away. So I was actually going to give it to Darth Vader. Okay. Okay. Well, then let me go to, since we have a tie on that one, uh, I can tell you that in the next round, Shelly had an Alex DeLarge, actually, uh, going through on that one. But Darth Vader did go through and had beaten Alex, so we will move Darth Vader for that. Um, no by the way, I... That. I, uh, I learned something today that I did not know. Do both of you have a uh, an echo, uh, like an echo dot or one of the um, Amazon uh, ver- vocal assistants? I, I can't, so. th- I, I can't say so. her, I can't say her name because right, yes, she's yes. in the room. Um, but <laughs> she's it, staring right at me. She is. <laughs> um, but if you say her name and then say I am your father. Uh, it's hysterical. You should highly, you should uh, go do that. Like, to, I might have to record it so we can edit it into the episode later. Because Alexa, I am your father. No, that's not true. That's impossible. I'll have to see if my oh. Google Nest does the same thing. I yeah, I don't know if Google does, but I can uh, definitely yours, actually. Todd, yours goes no. <laughs> actually, uh, Zach, that's that's what that's what Lexi does. Lexi does the line, does does Luke's line in that. So, oh, really? Uh, okay. Yes, I will record it. I will record it later, and we can we can edit it in in the spot here if we want to, because um, it's pretty it's pretty funny. Um, okay, moving down, Zach. This one is yours, and I think we might know where this one's going already. Nurse Ratched uh, taking on the Kurgans. I mean, Clancy Brown is Mr. Krabs, so I'm going to give it to Nurse Ratched. <laughs> Todd, I, I already said Nurse Ratchet was winning this one, so there you go. 
Mr. Crab notwithstanding. Uh, 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 moving up, uh, Todd, this one is yours. Uh, Scar from Lion King taking on Dolores Umbridge. Oh, boy. Yeah, th- this is the toughest part of the bracket here, uh, for sure. Um, uh, I don't know how much there is redeemable about either one of these ones, uh, to be quite honest. Uh, I- I'm gonna go again. I'm gonna give it to. I'm gonna give it to Scar. Okay. I have a good reason behind it. I'm really interested to see uh, what Zach has to say here. I I am as well, Zach Romero. Which what's your here, pick, gentlemen? Gentlemen, gentlemen. Here's the thing: you could build a Voltron out of ten fucking scars, and it's not even a quarter as evil as the Queen of All Karens, Dolores Goddamn Umbridge. Okay, like mm-hmm. just absolute. Like again. If you're going to introduce a character and have them really solidify their evilness, you have them come on screen and just crush a puppy. And that's exactly what Dolores Umbridge does. She, I can't remember the, the, um, the, the like mousy, uh, teacher that Umbridge just comes in and just like, you're fired. Fuck you. And the oh, kids yeah. are like, oh, that's our favorite teacher. She's like, good. It felt great doing that. Just just immediately from first note, just being like, hey, I'm everything you've ever hated. So uh, I'm definitely voting Dolores Umbridge. Okay. Well, I can tell you going to the tie, Scar had not made it out of the first round. She uh, actually gave it to Hannibal Lecter, but Dolores Umbridge yes. did. So I'm going to say Dolores Umbridge would move on in that instance from there. Uh, last one here, Zach, this one is yours. Norman Bates uh, versus Calvin Candy. Have fun. Hachi machi. Um, mm, oh, evil, evil. We're thinking evil. Who's the most villainous villain? Um, mm, I'm still going to give it to Calvin, only because Norman Bates okay. isn't 100% in control of his behavior in the mm-hmm. movie. Um, and mental illness is. So I'm going to give it to. I mean, Calvin can is you know, it's a different time. Yeah, but you don't have to like revel in it. Like you don't right. be like, yeah, like oh, I'm existing during slavery, but also be like ah, but it's really kick ass. Yeah, right. Go over the top with it. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna still give it to Calvin Candy. Todd, what you think? Yeah, and no, I'm I'm gonna agree with uh, Zach here. Even though, again, haven't seen the movie though, but yeah, I'm gonna go. There was the exact arguments I was gonna give. Yeah, you got you got. Uh, your mental illness and and whatnot there versus just a absolute bastard that just loved to just to be mean to people. So yeah, no, we'll, we'll give it to Calvin. Okay. So, Todd, you get you get a very interesting battle here up on the on the top part of this bracket here. Uh, this could be a main event in, in any arena across the country. Darth mm. Vader versus Dolores Umbridge. <laughs> Let's see. Um. Oh, boy! Wait, is that no? Wait, that's not right. It's no. It's Darth Vader versus Nurse Ratchet. Oh, wait. you are correct. You know what? I'm Chad's reading jumping ahead here. He's trying to. I am. He, it's a fix. The fix is in. It's, it's <laughs> rigged, right. folks. It's rigged. You're. You are correct. It is Darth Vader versus Nurse Ratchet. You are right. I did read my bracket incorrectly here. Um. Okay. Let's see here. 
you know, I, I went with the tragic, uh, the tragic villain in the last one with with Vader, but I'm just going to completely throw that out the out the thing out the out door here. It says it does say Star Wars here, so does that all Star Wars? Is that just New Hope? I'm going to go with just New Hope, and you know, just the amount of people that uh, has been you know killed and you know been made miserable uh, definitely gives the nod to Vader there. So I'll, I'll give it to Vader. Okay, Zach, what you got? Oh man! Feel free to go the other way, Zach. I, I will not be offended. <laughs> uh, again, it's that it's the same thing as uh, I'm going to go with my Jenny logic here. That you know, uh, Darth Vader had the dark side of the Force, also known as AIDS, but <laughs> gave Luke the like. Darth hey, it. Darth had space age, so what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. The the Sith are AIDS. And so Darth Vader gave Luke a child in the way of a personality and a character motivation and became a good guy at the end. He's a good guy ghost at the end. You can't be the most evil, evil of all evil if you were a good guy ghost at the end. Mm. So, uh, except when he turned into Hayden Christensen at the end. Yeah, that's... that's... Bad. That's evil. Which that is evil. I will give you that. But that's evil. George Lucas evil. That's not Darth Vader evil. Um, although I like to pretend that in that redone scene when the Force ghosts show up at the end, Luke's like, "Yeah," and then you see, um, old, you see old man uh, Obi Wan, and then Hayden Christensen shows up, and Obi Wan looks at him. I just imagine him being like, "Who the hell are you?" Like I just like to right. think that. Um, so I'm gonna give it to Nurse Ratched. Okay. Uh, by the way, for some reason, uh, does everyone remember that bit from Saturday Night Live way back in the day when Bill Murray was doing the lounge singer thing and singing songs about Star Wars? Um, all I had in my head is hearing him going, Star Aids, nothing but Star Aids. And I don't <laughs> there, know there it is. That's what it um, is. Uh, I will say going through here, uh, Shelly had Darth Vader going basically all the way to the finals. Uh, so I will advance Darth Vader on that one because of mm. that. Uh, all right. Now let me get this right here, Zach. You get Dolores Umbridge versus oh, Calvin God. Candy. Jesus. Oh God, I got the tough one. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so I know, I know, I know. Hey, everybody listening, I know. I know I did <laughs> utter the phrase earlier. How evil is AIDS? <laughs> I'm not you... going to ask. I'm not. Oh, let me just state <laughs> this for the record. I am not going to ask how evil is slavery. I'm not going to ask. I believe you just did, though. So. I'm not asking that at all. But what I'm saying is, in a world where we're all agreeing that magic exists... You have to be particularly evil to choose to be a mega bitch all the time and be a super Karen. So I'm going to give it to Dolores Umbridge and I'm not going to ask any more questions about the evilness of things because I feel like I'm going to get myself in trouble. So good possibility here. Dolores Umbridge. (laughs) Good thinking. I rest my case. Todd, what's your thought? Hmm. Uh, now again, yeah, I, I have not seen 
uh, Django. Uh, I have seen, um, which that is, uh, which which Harry Potter was number five, right? That she's in. Yeah. Yeah. You could have said any of them, and Chad and I were just gonna yes and. Yeah, sure. You could have been like that was, uh, Harry Potter and the Hippogriff AIDS, and we would have been like, yeah, <laughs> that's the like, one. That's a tearjerker. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah, didn't like her reading her in the book. Did hate her even more seeing her in the movie. I, I'm gonna give it to Dolores as well. Just well, yeah, just this pure, just just nastiness. So all right, everybody. Well, the fix is in. Uh, so, uh, Todd. Now let me try this again. Darth Vader or Dolores Umbridge? So are we? So we're in our final four right now. Do we? Yeah, want to go over we are, to Oh yeah, you Chad, know what? We're you're bullying right. you. We're gonna bully you. We're gonna That's go back fine. to Lotso and and Hans Landa. All right, well then let's let's do that. Bully away. Let's go back here. Uh, Todd, I will let you start on this one here. Lotso Bear or uh, Hans Landa? Um, actually, I think Zach should have this first one because he had the first on that side of the bracket. And I'll give you more time to <laughs> actually think about this. Okay. Well, what a bastard he is. Um, <laughs> bigger heel in this one, Todd Shell. Definitely. <laughs> Or the randomizer. Uh, no, for this one, I got to It's a bingo. You got to give it to Hans. Okay. That's a reference from the movie, Todd. When you watch it in, in another five years, you'll go. Okay. You got it. <laughs> okay. Um, By the way, while Todd's thinking, can I state I am almost disappointed on one thing here that Calvin Candy didn't make it farther? Are because you kidding we... me? I have never breathed a bigger sigh of relief than <laughs> that we... we lost Calvin before we got to this. That we didn't have to decide between two Quentin Tarantino bad guys. It's the final of the whole final. Two Quentin Tarantino bad guys that 50% of your guests have not seen their movies. Right. (laughs) All right. uh, uh, What are we talking about here? We're talking about a stuffed bear. And we're talking about a guy who likes to... You know, hunt and kill Jewish people. So I, yeah, I, I gotta give it to Hans. I mean, come Hans, on, yeah. Hans Landa. I, I also like to imagine that that's just that's just Todd's argument, like technique, is that mm. it's like, Todd, you're leaving the dishes dirty again. What are we, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about? <laughs> A stuffed bear or dirty dishes? What are we even talking about here? Well, then, very interesting. So we'll. We'll try this battle a third time. Uh, Darth Vader or Dolores Umbridge? No more running, Todd. I'm not going to run. I'm not running. I'm not running. All right. We've heard a lot of arguments there today. We've heard a couple arguments about why maybe Darth Vader shouldn't be the one moving on. I don't think we heard an argument at all today about Dolores Umbridge. So that's I'm going to give it to Dolores to move on as the most evil here. Okay, Zach, what's your vote on Darth and Dolores? Oh, it's got to be Dolores all day. Are you kidding me? Darth Vader, when you see the chamber that's like, I don't know, keeping him alive or whatever. And that one scene where it goes and you see the back of his head for the first time and you're like, ew, he's like a raisin. There were no plates with tiny cats on them hung up anywhere because (laughs) only the devil would do that. And so that's Dolores Umbridge. So then that leaves us with a very interesting battle at the end here. Uh, We've gone through all of them. We now come down to Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter fame versus Hans Landa 
from Inglorious Bastards. And Zach Romero, you get the first choice. God damn you. Uh, oh, geez. Okay, so. Uh, and how, does Delor- my- how does Dolores get her comeuppance? Uh... She kind of in the in the movie she uh, she goes she ends up the kids trick her into going into the woods with her into the the forest with her right and she ends up getting uh taken by centaur the centaur right yeah yeah but here's the thing she gets dragged away by the centaurs and you think she's dead but then she shows up in other movies. So she never really does get her come up. It's I guess until the Battle of Hogwarts, where I don't know. Oh no! It uh, no. It's I don't know if it officially they showed in the movie where her come up was in that instance. Um. So good question. I don't. I, I don't know what her come. Now you're gonna make me have to look up what the hell her come up was. Where'd my phone go? Um. Voldemort bowed down before her and said, "You are truly the evil one. You're really a bitch." I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Ray Fine said that. That was really shocking. Uh, uh, so ponder while I'm Google fooing here. Well, Hans, La- to catch uh, to catch Todd up to speed, uh, Hans Landa catches a a swastika carved into his forehead as his comeuppance. Oh, okay. That's nice. Uh, so, pretty big bummer if him, if you, you know, if you, ask, if you ask the average person, that's a pretty big bummer. That'll ruin your weekend. Yeah. Um, Dolores Umbridge apparently gets taken to Centaur Spring Break to, go, to do God knows what. So, seems like not that bad. Um, mm, 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 mm. Uh, from what I am seeing here uh, from my Google Foo for Dolores Umbridge, apparently after Voldemort dies and the reformation of the Ministry of Magic happens, she is arrested, tried, and convicted and sent to Azkaban for life for her crime against Muggleborns. But I don't know if that's ever shown in the movies. I don't think uh, so. So yeah. I think movie-wise, since that's what we're talking about, sure. uh, I think she just she kind of got the fuck away with it. Is what I'm is the way I'm reading it. So I gotta give it to Dolores then, because just the only thing more evil than being evil is being evil and getting away with it. All right, Todd, it's your turn. Ooh. Hmm. Again, character I've seen, a character I haven't, but just kind of just getting the gist of uh, of Landa not not really liking it. Um. So so what what exactly did what, let's let's talk about what he, what these two characters did to true to their victims, right? So obviously, you know, uh, so Dolores, you know, definitely was uh, very favoritist versus, uh, uh, you know, for for pure, pure magical children against the Muggleborns there. Um, what else did she really do here that that we we, we that, that we say yeah, just is you know you're you know just not not forgivable. So interestingly enough, uh, I just happened to read uh, the I'm looking at the Wikipedia here that she's considered a uh, P 
pure blood supremacist. Mm, okay. Yeah. Make, yeah. Makes sense. Um. Uh, let's see. High Inquisitor, Ministry of Magic. Uh, she doesn't teach the students actual defense against the dark arts. Right. She's kind yeah. of a bitch to uh, Snape at one point and to the other teachers. Um. She was in Harry Potter and the Order of Phoenix and Deathly Hallows Part One. Okay, so she still went into. Oh yeah, she sent two her, her dementors. Happened in the beginning. She's, she sent two dementors on Harry Potter and uh, his cousin Dudley. That's right. Uh, let's see, yada, yada. She was a bitch. She was a bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it just mean, we, we definitely know that much. Uh, you know. But you know, is that gender? Is that gender? You know, bias she's there. True, true. Know? She's an asshole. She's an asshole. Uh, now she now, made Harry say, "I must not tell lies with a cursed quill," mm-hmm. which uh, then carved into his arm. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a. Uh, she did person. cause. She did cause all the students to create Dumbledore's army in response. I'd say you're pretty evil if you're causing a ragtag team of children to become an army mm-hmm. that's uh that's pretty rough so now now we have i'm reading up on hans here and you know obviously you know he went out you know was able to find uh uh jewish people hiding throughout france it does i do see here by the end of the film he breaks his oath to hitler and switches sides to assist in assassinating hitler well, that's how he frames it. Is how that he right, frames it? Okay. That he's like helping out the Americans to save his own skin. Basically, what this comes but down he, to because tries to get immunity so he can get away with it. He just basically is in it for himself, and this right. is his way. He realizes he's a shit creek and got it. Right. Okay. So you're basically what it comes down to is it's a Nazi played by Christoph Waltz versus a pink Nazi. That's mm. basically what we're looking at here. Yeah, and he and he tried to just save himself, which where versus her, she just like went down in flames, just like she know, knew. I'm not, she I'm knew not there was no off. coming back. She's like, I know what I did. Yeah, I sent Muggles to ask a man. I know what I did. Uh, I'll give it to Dolores then, since she has no remorse, you know, or I guess, or I don't know if he does much either, or he's just Dolores a, has no remorse. That's that no remorse. remorse. That's exactly. You know it's true. So yeah, I'll give it to Dolores Umbridge. Wowzers. That's not who I would have necessarily bet money on, but uh, what a what an unbelievable showcase. There we go. Who did uh, you said Shelly had Darth Vader going all the way? Uh, Shelly, yeah. So in, let me bring up her sheet here. Uh, um, she ended up with, uh, on one sheet, she ended up with uh, Darth Vader and... Uh, Death Vader and Hannibal. Is that how she had this ultimately? Um, But no, she had Darth Vader and Thanos down there and she circled Thanos. Uh, Hold on. So it ended up being, if I'm looking at this correctly, it ended up being Thanos and yeah, she did her bracket wrong too. Uh, It ended up being Thanos and President Snow in the finals. And I think she gave it to Thanos completely. Uh, was who ended up ended up winning it, but and yeah, both she of those around the first round amongst us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's a big no wow. from us. Yeah, so very interesting. Well, gentlemen, I will let you uh, pick on me a little bit here. Who'd I miss? 
who should have been in here? Um, I think uh, Gozer the Gozerian. Um, okay. There's an entire subgenre of horror uh, villains I, that have gone with. I purposely skipped uh, horror villains and slasher villains only because I feel like that's a tournament unto itself. Except yeah. for Norman Bates. Uh, except for Norman. Yeah, that's true. But You busted. But, again, but see, Norman, like Norman's in that weird situation where... It like I don't it, like it's such a that's such a, an odd movie in comparison to like other like slashers and things like that. I guess that's you know True. so I I don't know how to like that's why that one I feel like it sneak through versus like why is like Leatherface not on there or something or something like that. So um so that that did go into consideration though. So but yes, Psycho okay. Psycho I guess did kind of sneak through a little bit on that instance. So. Todd, anybody you think I missed? I'm going through some stuff online just to see uh, which ones I found. So one here, uh, Gordon Gecko. I thought that was an interesting one. Okay. Um, uh, John Kreese, although obviously that kind of changed a little bit with the, uh, you know, seeing some of the backstory, but I still think he's a bastard though uh, from Karate Kid. Um, let's see. There was another one I saw here on a list. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Calvin Candy is on this list, of course. I'm, let's see, I'm reading through some stuff here. Anybody else? There was another one. Uh, oh, Emperor Palpatine, I think, versus uh, versus Darth Vader. I probably would have given it to Palpatine over Vader as sure. more pure evil in the Star Wars uh, Star Wars universe. No, that would be, that would have been a good call too. So, um the only other one mentioned here is saruman from uh uh lord of the rings but lord of the rings yeah i don't know i don't know if i'd really go there so i think it overall did a really good uh good job here Uh, very nice i I think there was a couple of questionable options but overall i think it went very well And uh, one more thing I wanted to mention here, uh, with, you know, with the kind of talking about our champion, uh, Dolores, um, I don't know if any of you guys ever have seen any of the, the cooler uh, Lego, like ma- massive Lego sets that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is the giant uh, Harry Potter castle that is to scale with the mini, mini figures in it. And um, if you ever look, if you ever see a, one of those, they have Dolores Umbridge's office in there. And oh, it's, God. it's the coolest thing. Like that, that they represented it in, in, in this castle. I mean, the castle is ridiculous. There's like, you know, like 40 rooms or something crazy like that representing everything. But they had the office in there, which I thought was the best touch. I can say my uh, my kid has the scene in the forest with um Harry, the giant, the centaur, and Dolores Umbridge uh, being dragged away. There's actually there's actually a Lego set of that that my uh, Very nice. my kid put together. So that is definitely somewhere in the house. Um, but uh, congratulations to Dolores Umbridge. You're an asshole. Uh, and you're the biggest <laughs> asshole of all the other assholes that we have here. So congratulations. So Just note to self: uh, remember to end all tournaments with that same phrase. <laughs> you're an asshole. Um, so, uh, Todd, hey, this is a you, and uh, Phil Singer Games has a lot of shit to get in. So uh, yeah, we do, we do. <laughs> get, get your get your get the get the loads of shit in that you have here, because uh, I know especially for our uh, fans that are uh, the wrestling nerds that are deathmatch fans. Yeah, uh, independent deathmatch uh, one is is coming out, and uh, 
you guys just announced a pretty darn big name, uh, I think, last week officially. So. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, so uh, yeah, definitely the new, the, the new set. There. We have a couple new sets that are coming out uh, end of September, the Deathmatch set. And we do have a special edition card uh, for the king himself, Nick Effingage. Uh, and very excited about that, uh, having that one come out. We, uh, we, we started talking to him a while ago, and... Things got a little. I wasn't quite sure once he started popping up in AEW if it, we'd be able to get everything set, but uh, he's he'll he'll definitely be joining and decided to do that as a separate card from the main deathmatch set, uh, just because I figured he's pretty popular. People are going to want a copy of that. Um, and then we also, you know, I think we just announced uh, tonight G Raver is part of that. Jimmy Lloyd's in there. Um, Alex Cologne. Uh, a couple other guys not in GCW as well, but uh, obviously a little GCW influence there. Uh, we also have a, a, a new legend set that's coming out soon that um, is you know, a couple guys from the Portland area, including uh, Buddy Rose and Doug Summers, a tag team there uh, for your old school fans. Um, and then something else for the Champions of the Galaxy universe as well. But uh, we will have, uh, do you want to mention our next online uh, convention is going to be October 17th on that Sunday. We are going to have a special Legends guest that will be on there. We'll also announce the first name in our upcoming Memphis-themed uh, wrestler, Legends of Wrestling set there, too. Ooh. So that's pretty exciting. Nice. Uh, and then, of course, we do have um, our podcast every uh, week. We usually uh, release on Thursdays called The Roll-Up. Um, and uh, thank you, uh, Chad, for being on our episode a couple weeks ago. Um, of course. Uh, we did a tournament there as well. Uh, we had a couple of different uh, people on there. Everybody nominated an indie wrestler, uh, and we had a tournament to decide who was going uh, to be in our um, our subscription service uh, card of that month. And Ricky Shane Page uh, won a spot there. I just got the art today. It looks really good. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, check us out there. We are going to have next week a review of all of our Chikara sets. Uh, that's going to be the topic. Very next nice. Week. So, yeah, Jack, yeah. I came in. I came in there trying to put over our uh, at the at the time wrestling nerds radio network internet champion uh, Big Calix, and I uh, promptly jobbed out in the first round. So I tried though, Calix, yeah, I tried. Yeah, um, you, you did. I think he. I think it was. It was a. It was a. You know, one vote. A lot of them were really, really close. We had. You know, we had seven people on the panel. I think that one was definitely a four to three one. I voted for Big Calix, uh, and I, I'm sure he'll definitely get a card someday in the future for sure. I feel like um, he should be like a build a card. Like he takes up like mm. four cards. There oh, that's go. true. Baby. A jumbo oversized card. I like that. That definitely yeah, that would work. I like that. I like that a lot. Big, uh, big, so, big. Yeah, so definitely just uh, check us out. Uh, follow us on social media at Phil Singer Games. Just kind of see all the cool artwork that we are always posting up there. Uh, check us out on the website there for any of the different games if you want to give us a try. And uh, check out that convention come up. It comes with a free exclusive card and a uh, collectible sticker as well uh, with your uh, with your ticket. So it's a lot okay. of fun. Play tournaments, Q&As, and again, a legend uh uh, interview what that will announce pretty soon. Might have to uh, might have to dive into that one to just to finally enter a tournament and see how I do. Yeah, uh, been wanting to do one for a while. I think I have to get. It. You're doing it. There's an indie tournament for that one, right? Oh yeah, we're doing. Uh, it is. Will be a deathmatch tournament for the indie side. Okay. Um, and then for the Champions of the Galaxy, it's, it's this uh, the Future Shock Centra, which is one of the federations we have there. And then mm-hmm. Legends, we're still trying to figure out. I think it's going to be a World Champions tournament. So anybody who's won one of the big World Championships will, nice. will have everybody in there. So we'll see who there the best, best is there. 
Very exciting. Uh, Zach Romero, anything fully gimmicked uh, has uh, shit to get in here. Uh, we've that... got a couple new designs that are coming down the pipeline, but nothing super duper I can announce right this second. Um, okay. I'm going on the Phil Singer website right now and I'm buying some cards. So nice. Yeah, that's that. You have to let me know who you're picking up because I still want to do a, uh, I want to do another IndieCast uh, invitational at some point here. So we can do that online now. So we can True. get Todd involved. Yep. So. Well, all right, everybody. And uh, as always, wrestling nerds, uh, thank you for listening to the IndyCast. Follow us everywhere at IndyCast, I-N-D-Y-K-A-S-T. Follow our brother's team, Hammerfist, the fellow uh, gentle nerds, uh, T-E-A-M-H-A-M-M-A-F-I-S-T. Uh, listen to them here. Uh, follow the re- fo- follow the internet title. You, if you're not yes. following it, you should be because holy crap, are you missing a bunch of stuff right now? Uh, since Calix got the belts already changed hands three times, uh, and possibly fourth by the time this episode goes up. Who knows? Uh, it's it's been a whirlwind. It's only been like three weeks since it's since it's been there. Not anything's been that long. Um, but uh, yeah, and uh, like, subscribe, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Hell, I don't care. Um, but uh, until uh, next time, everybody, uh, I am, as always, Chad Allen. I'm Zach Romero. And uh, he's Todd Jashel. He's a tournament Todd master. Jushel. Yeah, to jump on in. And until next time, everybody, uh, we always say... Deuces. Deuces. Well, hope I don't poop today. You're going to kill again. A jump scare is the Canadian destroyer of horror films. Pardon me. Might I suck my own dick for a second? I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty-ass Meryl Street. We it's are. We're touching wieners. Not touching wieners good. professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six-pack, and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Love dick. Birds don't give a fuck about your life.